It's Wildy. Welcome, welcome, welcome. And it's uh, currently 86 degrees here in Florida. Joel, how's it going around your way, bro? Listen, man, it is cooking outside, but it's beautiful. It's a nice blue sky, some puffy white clouds. And unlike most people, I actually like clouds. So when I see the big puffy white clouds with the sun shining and the grass is green, it's, it's a beautiful day for me. Getting ready to uh, go watch a baseball game a little later this evening with the family. So we're, we're enjoying it. We're going to take advantage of it while we got it. Summertime for a reason. School starts back this week for the kids. So we're just we're enjoying the weather and, and these last few days of schoolless freedom. Hey, freedom is a is a beautiful thing, and I, I totally agree with that. My kids start school. We are all back to school this week. It'll be Thursday, Friday, so it's like a, a light uh, back to school lunch, light lunch, and then we go full on starting the week after. But yeah, man. So really wanted to regroup from being a what you would call a former <laughs> former athlete. I kind of, I would, I don't want to say that, but anybody who's in it, ever played the game would ever feel like they could still play, but let's be truthful, right? Yeah, yes, absolutely. <laughs> so, um, yeah, for, former athlete, but also somebody that's put their body through a lot of hard work and a lot of uh, what you would call uh, running hot over the years. Right? Oh, yeah. um, I, I definitely feel like I've overheated. Uh, myself at certain times, but also pushed certain levels or plateaus for performance. Bringing it all up because uh, the recent news that we just received in regards to Bronny James, but not just him, but uh, the timeline of events and and how we have been impacted with that news. So just kind of wanted to bring it up and you know let the conversation go where it needs to go. But uh, what are some of your initial thoughts after hearing that and? You know, like, is there anything that you've heard in the past that might be related to it? Yeah. So, so great question. Before I answer that, though, I, I do want to just say it, it, it is fantastic to have this space where we can kind of talk together through some of this stuff and share for other people who may be interested in some of the similar topics. Um, it's been a minute and I'm excited about this conversation today, but also bothered by this conversation today for the very reason that you just mentioned. I remember... Similarly, I'm, a, I, you know, self, uh, I'm a self-described athlete. Uh, you know, I played ball, made it up to college, uh, and then that pretty much ended my basketball career. And then immediately after that, trying to find a new sport to get into, I picked up mixed martial arts. So I've consistently throughout my life been pushing the envelope on my physical capabilities intentionally with the thought in mind. Um, I want to, to leverage my body as the machine that it can be as much as possible. And then more on the silly side, I always think to myself, what if there was a zombie apocalypse? Would I be able to fend for myself? Would I be able to protect my family? How would I be able to physically maintain on low amounts of food, maybe low amounts of water for certain periods of time, a whole lot of running, a whole lot of moving. And to your point, when you think about the level that we played on in terms of the sport. Coaches pushing you. I, I've been pushed to the point where I've thrown up. I've never passed out, but when I started doing mixed martial arts, I got to the point one time where I felt like I was, and I had to sit down, lay on the mat, because I felt like I was everything was closing in on me. But all that being said is, you have to be able to discover where you are physically 
And the only way you can find that is by pushing the boundaries until you get there. And by doing that, you build up your your capabilities, specifically thinking about like your cardiovascular activities, like getting that cardio in, strong, healthy heart. How would you ever know how strong your heart is without pushing it? And what really bothered me with Bronnie is something that you touched on earlier, thinking about his father, who has notoriously one of the most rigorous summertime regimens for exercise, spends hundreds of thousands of millions of dollars on his body throughout his 20 year career. And all of those resources that he has, all of the best training, the best equipment, clearly his family, his children, his sons definitely have access to all of that as well. And it just makes me wonder with all of that right there in place, how do we find ourselves in this position? And there's a lot of things and a lot of information out there. Um, and, and it kind of makes me nervous to share some of it because I don't I wasn't in the room as these discoveries were being made. But we're starting to see an uptick in certain things, specifically with young males, myocarditis. I'm sure you're very familiar with that. Um, folks listening, I'm sure you've at least heard that term before, but it's basically a heart condition. Uh, and between a potential heart condition and also severe, significant blood clotting, you're primed for a cardiovascular event in certain circumstances. So for me, I'm challenged because there's not a whole lot that I can point to for how something like this could happen because you want to think it's at random. But then when you see how many people have experienced the same thing over the last year and a half, two years, just like Barani, just randomly falling out, there's something to be said about that. So I, I want to stop there for a second before I go even deeper and kind of get your thoughts on some of that additional information, especially around the, the pushing the body, the physical um, attributes that you're able to, to develop and grow based on how far you're willing and able to push yourself. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I would go back to one instance of mine where I was feeling challenged by one of my younger cousins to where he's like, hey, you know, I, you kind of old up you haven't been working out you haven't been doing the things you used to do so i think i'm stronger than you not only stronger i think i'm faster than you mm. and and i'm like <laughs> come on now like you know the male ego starts to kick in yes sir. competitive drive starts to kick in and not only was i already signed up for a gym membership but now i'm doing two a days because this time is coming up, right? I'm doing two a days and I can't tell anybody, but I'm just a different level of motivation. And and I met this guy that was trained, trying out for a football team. He started working out in the sauna. And I was like, hmm, I never thought about that. Let me try doing that. They said, hey, you know, you're pretty crazy for working out in the sauna. And I was like, why do you say that? I mean, if it's a workout, if you want to get hot, that's how you burn sweat, that's how you're going to like, it's going to take yourself to the next level. You're going to be able to breathe better. It's like, uh-huh. yeah, I mean, I understand that, man, but I don't want to die. And that stuck with me, right? <laughs> Just like, right. these are individuals that are telling me, hey, you know, you're pushing yourself to the point of death. But here I am today. And I would consistently work out in the sauna and then go do my workout. It was more like a, a pump that I would get yeah. before doing my workout. And that makes me think about the Bronny James situation because when you paint that picture, I don't think he really had to push himself that hard in those practices. 
Mm-hmm. I don't. It, it doesn't look like it was one of those situations where he was feeling the competitive fire, the male ego was kicking in, and he pushed himself and he overloaded himself. It just mm-hmm. doesn't sound like that for somebody that's coming in as a a sure thing or you know yeah. a, an all American, right? Yeah. It just doesn't sound like that. So it, it's alarming to me, which makes me say, what else is out there? Because I'm not thinking about it just as a fan. Or, you know, a person that is like, okay, let me take a deep look into this individual's lives. I'm looking mm-hmm. into it as a concerned father, too, right? Because yes. not only did I make it past this, but now I have a son that's looking up to all of these athletes and saying, hey, not only am I trying to do good in school, but I understand that there's a certain level of work and dedication that I have to bring to my physical aspect of it in order for me to be my best version of myself. Mm-hmm. So that's that's where I'm thinking about it and that's where I'm really following this situation. Yeah, man, I and I agreed with everything you just said. I don't like surprises. So when surprising things happen, I like to know why. And now I'm just gonna go getting straight into it. There's so much information now that is being shared with the general public. And this is why I'm always challenged Whenever there's dollars and cents involved, I'm always challenged to immediately jump on the bandwagon of anything because I understand what people are capable of when it comes to their earning potential. And from the beginning of the pandemic until now, so many narratives have changed from the science side, not just the speculation and the people and, you know, somebody who may be a a doctor of this or that, maybe not studying, you know, pathogens, carcinogens or whatever else in terms of these very, very uh, rambunctious diseases that exist and whether somebody mutated it to make it worse. I, I don't know any of that. What I do know is that the speed in which a vaccine was created and my very humble and non-professional opinion seemed pretty quick. And anytime you have something that comes out like that, it's going to take time before you see what the potential fallout is from that. So of course you're gonna have your case studies that you you know, your trials that you do, but you can only do them for so long before you actually release this to the market. And it came to market so quickly. So that meant the testing could not have been that extensive, which means that eventually within a year, two, three, five, or 10, we're going to see the fallback. And we're starting to see the fallback. And again, like I mentioned, myocarditis, I think those conditions have increased by like 300% over the last two years. So we're seeing these young men, these young athletes, and this one specifically, I'm just speaking to this one specifically, uh, because it does have a higher impact on young men for whatever reason. You're seeing these young men just falling out consistently, consistently. And some of the things now that they're telling you are side effects or impacts from taking the vaccination is heart issues, whether it's enlarged, irregular heartbeats, Um, and then also severe blood clotting. And we're talking about not just like a blood clotting, throughout your body, blood clotting. And we're seeing people now like Tori Kelly, and this is me speculating, but she was just rushed to the hospital with blood clotting all through her body. I don't know her vaccination status, but I find it interesting and odd that all of these things are happening, they're unexplained, but nobody now is coming out and saying the same things that they were saying initially. So your boy Fauci, as a great example, is now, you know, in one of those Senate hearings, you know, 
the senator asked him if he lied about whether or not um uh my goodness i can't think of the name of the group that he's over uh was financing the research for this particular virus and instead of answering the question he was saying basically how offended he was at the senator uh insinuating that they had something to do with this like they they funded this research and by a by a direct result created this virus that made its way around the world um so for me this is such a challenging time because you now more than ever you realize how you cannot trust the professionals anymore because you don't know who the professionals are tied to financially specifically and that's why it's scarier than ever for me and i don't know if you saw the thing about the chickens where like farms out in the east coast 200,000 chickens are killed in a fire somehow mysteriously 100,000 chickens are killed over here now they're coming with the it would just fda approved these fake chickens now uh, are are on market um you see i don't know if you've seen the fake eggs these genetically modified eggs where they crack and yolk falls out just like a real egg that came from a chicken and it just makes you wonder what in the world is next so that's that's a mouthful i know i just said but that's why it's it ties directly to what you're saying about thinking about your own children and what may be ahead of them so even when you look at the list of vaccinations from 20 30 years ago versus now it's almost triple the amount of vaccinations or shots immunizations whatever you want to refer to them as that people have to get now versus before and growing up i don't know about you i didn't know it but one of my cousins who had an allergy and he had a peanut allergy nobody else that i knew personally that i can remember had allergy to anything now everybody's allergic to everything so Fast forward, what does that look like when my kid, who just turned seven a couple of days ago, when she's 14, when she's 21, and my 15-year-old, when he's 30 and he's 40, what is it going to look like for them? And if they decide that they want to have children. So that's where this, for me, is frustrating. Um, It makes me very angry. And being a parent, man, it's terrifying. And and to your point, at least I want to extend thoughts and prayers to the James family. I know that a lot of people may look at it like, you know, they're rich, they're going to be fine. I get that. But, you know, one of the things that I would love to just really stress the importance of is when something that you're passionate about gets taken away from you and it's not because of anything that you did right or wrong, you know, as Mm -hmm. this is a a, a kid, just following the rules rules of the land (laughs) um then it's tough and it's hard to deal with and i can only imagine whether it's a pickup game whatever it is i can only imagine what that family's going through with that being said i I totally agree with everything that you called out you know we've bonded before about dietary restrictions yes and the dietary restrictions in that path towards health i was already playing around with a healthy path let's say playing around I wasn't serious about it but it became serious when it became life or death and that's what happened with my children once I realized that they had allergies specifically speaking about my my firstborn Faith when I realized she had allergies I had to take all the stuff that I was indulging in out of the house 
I had to make a life change because of that. And it was to protect her. She would ask two questions to me. Dad, what are you eating? And then I would tell her and she would say, is it yummy? <laughs> so those are those are the two questions. And then how can I tell her something's yummy if she can't have it? So I had to eliminate that. From that perspective, it I have a lot of fear in my heart and in my mind about the future because I don't think we really ask enough questions. I'm pretty sure there are individuals that do ask the right questions or ask more questions, but historically we just take the information that's fed to us and then we go with it. So my question is, has there been any updates to the vaccine? Are we still rolling out the same trial versions that we had whenever it was initially released? Has there been any changes to it? <laughs> well, you know, um, here's, here's what we know for a fact, that the virus keeps mutating. So that means it has to be trial because the medicines that were initially created will not be as impactful. It is just like, I mean, forgive the the crassness of this metaphor or this comparison but think about somebody who who never smoked weed before and then they smoke it for the first time and the second time they smoke it maybe they don't get as high so they have to increase the amount of weed that they smoke to reach that initial level well that's the same thing it is with the vaccination even with the flu like you get that first flu shot and your body uses it to do whatever it does and, and you know, you develop these antibodies and, you know, it fights off the, the virus or the infection or whatever else. But then what happens the next year when the virus is a little bit different? Well, you have to change the medicine just a little bit. So technically, again, in my non-expert opinion, the medicine has to change a little bit every time. I mean, it was how many different versions of of COVID did we have? I don't even remember all mm -hmm. of them. Only one I can remember now is Omicron or something like that. But it kept mutating. And we knew that it was going to consistently do that. And basically, that's why they said, well, the virus is here. It's going to be here forever now. So that means it's going to continue to mutate, continue to change, evolve, and apparently get smarter which means that they're going to have to continue to keep making new ones. And the reason why that's challenging for me, again, going back to what I said about you don't know who's in whose pockets, when these pharmaceutical companies started creating these vaccinations, if I know for a fact that there's this disease out there that's going to continue to manifest itself into something stronger every year, every six months or so, and I know what that's going to do for my bottom line, why would I not get on board with that? Mm -hmm. You know what yeah. I mean? Because yeah. we talk about it all the time. You know, it doesn't seem like pharmaceutical companies um, and hospitals and things like that are necessarily in the business of curing, but more of treating. So to your point again about the dietary restrictions, people called Dr. Savy a, a, a liar, a weirdo, a, a, a conspiracy theorist and all of these things. But they don't, they always seem to omit the fact that Dr. Sabi actually had to go to trial for saying that he cured cancer and he didn't lose, but nobody's talking about that. So why would they, why would that information be so, so well hidden from people? Why wouldn't it be front page news? Why wouldn't we be excited? You got March of Dimes, you got, you know, all of these other great organizations that exist to help people with their illnesses. But if you have something to cure it, why wouldn't you just take it out of here? Because there's a dollar attached to it. So that's, and, and let me make this other spin too really quickly. 
What I've noticed lately, and you've probably seen this, ESPN has been laying people off left and right. ESPN is no longer the network of truth and facts for people anymore. It is a narrative-driven show based off of whatever direction the, the world is moving in at that moment. But you know where you can get real basketball? I'm, I'm just going to talk hoop for a minute. Real basketball information? Where's All that? of these basketball podcasters. Mm-hmm. ESPN cannot compete with Podcast P and, and All the Smoke and Knuckleheads and Pat Bev and you name it. All of these real basketball players talking to other real basketball players. The networks can't compete. So now instead of guys just kind of talking about it, you're just coming directly from the source. And that's also what's happening with the news. So guys like Russell Brand and Tucker Carlson and Joe Rogan, guys with these massive platforms that are only going to tell you the truth based off of what the the paperwork says, these networks can't compete anymore. So people are now forcefully being made to wake up. Uh, And I hate, you know, that term woke, but you're being forced to understand that everything that you're seeing on TV from these trusted sources, the CNNs, the Foxes, and the whomever else's, you can't rely on them anymore. Now you know that they're just BSing you. And that sucks because for people who had the veil pulled over their eyes for so long, it's terrifying and people have no idea what to do right now. You know, you bring up a really good point because I'll tell you, you named a few names that in my experience and what I've seen, those individuals were once invited to those major platforms, whether it be Fox, ESPN, or NBC Sports, or whatever the case may be. At one point in time, that's what that major platform used to keep our attention, right? Let's mm-hmm. bring somebody that we're familiar with cheering for, or familiar with seeing. The reasons why, not outside of the economy, the reasons why some of those individuals are not with those platforms anymore is because they weren't going to have the same perspective yes. that or the thoughts of the individuals that were hiding behind those personalities. Now I'm talking about brass, I'm talking about executive producers, hey, this is the story, push it. So mm-hmm. when you have your own yep. platform, you're able to speak the way you want to the audience that you have. Dude. Like there's mm-hmm. some people that didn't get interviewed all the time that actually have a voice now. Yep. <laughs> so yep. for those individuals to not, well, to remember where they came from, but also remember that the responsibility of the platform and the voice um, going into vaccine or, you know, whatever the current health conditions and situations may be. I do feel like it's important for at least the youth to, with understanding the current situation and the current impacts, let's let's up the protocols now. You had Demar Hamlin, obviously mm-hmm. that one rocked me. Had a friend reach out to me and said, "Hey, Finn, I know you stopped watching football, you stopped cheering for the sport, but you need to turn TV on right now. I think somebody just died on TV. I'm thankful that he's still alive." But with those situations, when you have a you know cardiac arrest, it's important to understand like how how do we navigate this situation for kids? So the normal physical, can you stand up? Can you touch your toes, or whatever the case may be, that has to be washed. Now we yeah. need a thorough examination. Um, let's check the heart. Let's check mm-hmm. the blood. Where are you at risk for? Let's mm-hmm. let's make sure that if we're we're taking every precaution to protect the youth, but also that they're knowledgeable as well 
of the things that they're putting in their body. And I think that we need to have a little bit more attention towards that. ESPN was pushing fear too. But Stephen Mm -hmm. A. Smith, he was really big about pushing the vaccine because he said, hey, you know, I got to have it. And he understood the bottom line. The bottom line is without sports, he don't have a job, you know? Mm -hmm. So, or at least he didn't have a job at ESPN. So he pushed the vaccine and, you know, Mm -hmm. he went through a health scare when he got COVID with the vaccine. But I Mm -hmm. do feel like it's important because he was pushing the vaccine because he knew that it impacted his bottom line and impacted him being able to go to uh, certain types of sporting events, which was going to impact his ability to do his job or even talk about sports, which was his primary job. So I get that. But also we got to be aware of that and stop saying, okay, well, Stephen A. Smith said he took the vaccine. I should take it. You got to think about what's important for you and also like, what the potential impacts are. I'm not a, I'm not for it or against it. I can tell you personally, for me, I would love to explore all options before putting anything in me. And that's what I do about everything, whether it's a, a juice, whether it's uh, mm-hmm. some sparkling water, whether it's food. That's what I like to do. Like, what is all in this before it goes in me? Yep. That's me. But yep. those are my thoughts. No, I, I agree with you 100%. And what what really becomes frustrating for me um, when you think about the talking heads is I, I was it it I love basketball I I mean I love it I love to watch it I love to read about it I love to play the video game play I just love the game so much and I love to be able to be connected to certain outlets like. I never was a Skip Bayless fan, but I, I, I liked Shannon Sharp, you know, so I, of course, I would tune in every once in a while to watch the show. But then when it came to Kyrie not getting vaccinated and they really start calling him an idiot, they it was a narrative created about him like he was the most irresponsible, disrespectful person on the planet. And it got pushed so, so hard just to turn around and find out that every reason why he did not choose to get vaccinated you're starting to see the reason why he said no it's coming to fruition it's happening right in front of us you think shannon sharp is going to get on tv and apologize to Kyrie, skip bayless stephen a smith anybody else who was talking about how horrible he was as a teammate they're not going to do it so that's what that's the part of another part of it that makes me really upset is if you go against this agenda, we're going to try to find ways to take you down. And thank God for Kyrie that we're at the time that we're in right now where you don't have to rely on the talking heads to make or break your career. Kyrie's platform is too big. Too many people listen to him when he gets on his and does his IG lives. Too many people want to see Kyrie play basketball. Too many people are going to pay wherever he is to go watch him play. They're going to buy his shoes. Oh, Nike, you want a trip? Okay, we're done. I'm going to go over here with this shoe company. Guess what? Them shoes going to be selling too. Reach out to us and tell us what you enjoyed about the episode or what you felt like you disagreed with the episode as well. We'll have all that information in the show notes. And please share the podcast with your friends and family, friends of family and family of friends, because there's not too many things better than the community developing together. Remember, your life only gets better when you do. Work on yourself first and the rest will follow. Let that be a testament to your own development. See you next time.